We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history as well as their queer history and community members. The Voice by LGBTQ plus youth and music only on Sin. This is Loud and Queer. Welcome to Loud and Queer, the voice of queer youth and music on Sin. My name is Elizabeth, my pronouns are she, her, I'm bisexual, and I'm coming to you on Bunurong land, and I would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hi everyone, I'm Sammy, my pronouns are they, them, I am asexual, and I'm coming to you from the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people in the Kulin Nation, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Afternoon folks, my name's Laura, I'm queer and non-binary, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm recording this from Wamba Wamba and Prepa Prepa land, and would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and um, I'd like to introduce our guest host for today Lucinda welcome hey thanks Laura um, my name's Lucinda my pronouns are she they and I am coming to you from Wurundjeri country of the Kulin Nation uh, if you want to check out the show um, afterwards you can check out our socials on Twitter and Instagram at SinLoud that's at S-Y-N Loud or Loud and Queer on Facebook if you want to find us in a podcast form listening back to the show you can find our Omni page at Loud and Queer and you can also find us on all the major podcast providers searching for Loud and Queer you want to listen to the show live if you're already listening in podcast form you can tune in Sundays at 3pm at 90.7 FM or online at sin.org.au Coming up on the show, um, we have our LGBT news whip. We've got a discussion on um, queer and trans people represented on social media. Um, we also are going to be chatting about, I guess, an update on the One Nation uh, anti-trans bills and we'll have a film review and, of course, Froth or Not at the end. Um, and just touching back on having our guest host on, um, Lucinda, would you like to uh, introduce yourself and a bit of what you're about to the audience? Yeah, of course. Um, so I've done a little bit of radio um, at 3CR on Dirt Radio, which is um, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR, but I um, haven't recently been doing much radio. I've been working a lot, so um, it's really nice to be back doing some radio and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, great to have you. Um, we will be back with our news whip after the break. Welcome back to Loud and Clear on Sin. Um, we're just going to go into our LGBTQ plus news whip for the week. Um, just as a bit of a content warning, we will be discussing uh, the religious discrimination bill and talk about Afghanistan. So just be aware of that and maybe come back a little bit later or skip ahead um, if you don't really want to listen to this. Yes, like content warning for HIV yeah. as well. Uh, from them US, LGBTQ plus Paralympians scored big at this year's Paralympics Games. Out queer and gen transgender athletes brought home a record-setting 25 medals over the course of the competition's 12 days, according to the LGBTQ plus news site Outsports. An estimated 21 openly LGBTQ plus competitors earned medals at the Paralympics, with 10 gold, 11 silver, and 4 bronze finishes. Those results represented the highest number of medals ever won by out Paralympians, in a year that also saw the largest number of LGBTQ plus participants in history, checking in at 36. The pool was three times larger than the total number of athletes that competed in 2016's Rio Games per Outsports. 
from Gay Times UK, Moderna started research into an HIV vaccine this August. The HIV vaccines will be using mRNA technology from the manufacturer's successful COVID-19 jab rollout. US pharmaceutical and biotech company Moderna, known for its COVID-19 vaccines. The trials beginning in August will go until at least May 2023, according to the US National, National Institute of Health's Clinical Trial Registry. The vaccines will use mRNA technology to test its effectiveness in combating HIV. Phase one of Moderna's trials will include 56 adult participants aged between 18 to 50 years of age. A gay Brisbane pastor has spoken out against the Morrison government's controversial religious discrimination bill, Q News reported on Monday. A crowd of LGBTEQ plus advocates rallied in Brisbane on Saturday, September 4th, to oppose the government's long delay for religious freedom legislation. Federal Attorney General Michaelia Cash is currently working on a third draft he released within months. This is a religious discrimination bill to protect people from discrimination on the basis of their religion, she told The Australian last week. However, LGBTQ plus advocates have argued the first two drafts of the legislation, neither of which make it, made it to Parliament, went beyond this. Instead of protections, the proposals would have legalised new forms of discrimination against LGBTQ plus people, women and people with disabilities and other minorities. Kevin Green is a pastor at New Farms Inclusive Metropolitan Community Church. He also chairs Equal Voices Queensland and advocates an advocacy group for LGBTQIA plus Australians of faith. Anyone who treats anyone else as a second-class citizen because of their sexuality or gender identity is so very wrong, he told the rally. And in other news, Queensland marriage certificates now have a non-binary gender option after the change was rolled out across the country. On three required forms for marriages, the notice form, the marriage certificate, and no legal impediment form, the existing X option was replaced with the option non-binary. Queensland Attorney General Shannon Bentiman said the update came into effect on September 1st. It came after a Commonwealth consultation with the births, deaths and marriages registries across the country, she said. Uh, from Business Insider, people around the world have rallied to donate to relief efforts to help Afghans amid the Taliban takeover. But the GoFundMe platform has hit some logistical hurdles. One fundraiser created by three queer Afghans based in the US has raised more than US $45,000, which is around 63 thousand AU to help LGBTQ individuals in Afghanistan. Since the Taliban has taken over the country, queer and trans individuals fear their lives are at risk. The money raised is meant to help vulnerable people pay for passports, visas, plane tickets, and other costs associated with leaving the country, as well as food and necessities, according to the GoFundMe page. But when the organizers tried to access the money they raised as of Monday evening, GoFundMe was unable to approve the withdrawal, BuzzFeed News reported. That was our LGBT news whip. Um, if any of those stories distressed or concerned you, please call Lifeline at 131114, QLife at 1800 184527, or Kids Helpline at 1800 551800. Um, we're going to be going into our first topic for today uh, just a bit of talk about trans people on social media. Yeah, um, I saw a couple of things this week that kind of intrigued me. Um, so one was um, discussions around the Lil Nas X um, album announcement, which we uh, mentioned in our news whip last week. Um, so for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, he released sort of a, a photo of like a pregnancy shoot um, to announce like his album as if it were a, a baby um and I just thought like the aesthetics of it were pretty at first um and that uh turfs were mad because they were like oh you're taking pregnancy away from women blah, blah, blah. but um it turned out to uh upset quite a lot of trans 
people like trans men fairly rightly because um they felt that it was like the butt of a joke i guess that um a man would be pregnant um and they obviously didn't appreciate that so yeah i don't know if anyone else uh, has seen the discourse (laughs) yeah i think another part of the uh, discourse has been like little nice x being from texas has obviously been uh like quite Mm. historically and like they've been pushing anti-trans bills and so it's like uh people were saying like I as a trans like man could not get an abortion in Texas Mm. and you're here like as a very influential queer person in Texas Mm. uh, making light about like men being pregnant um yeah yeah definitely definitely a a very fair criticism Mm. yeah especially with the um abortion ban in Texas uh last week which was honestly just some insane I don't know how that um well I do know how that managed to sort of get past the appeal but it's just wild that it did I guess (laughs) you could say that again Mm. um but yeah I suppose he's also very new to being a celebrity am I correct in that Roughly, so, like he's been like yeah. his first big song would have been like like the way i the one i first heard of him was from obviously like yeah and or like old town road and stuff so like oh yeah yeah they're like the first ones i really heard of him from and i like i highly doubt like he was into like obviously like i think it was just more of a case of him just not knowing like he was just a bit ignorant to what it would have been like mm. to what yeah because they because like he's been such a strong, he's been really sh- strongly advocating for like LGBTQIA plus rights. So I, de- so I doubt like he would have meant it in ill intent. But regardless, doesn't matter what you intended. It, ma- it matters what happened. Yeah. I yeah. also, I wouldn't like. I think he he's great for like just being a very like proud, visible, like queer person in music. But like I don't think he is particularly aware of like many of the issues in the community or is like so much of an advocate and that's that's mm. I find like considering uh a lot of the stuff like that uh his songs have been about like Montero and like him speaking about it is like he clearly grew up in a community where it's like being <laughs> accepted as like a gay man is like a struggle in and of itself I don't mm. expect him being so like quickly to to kind of become this famous I guess to uh have that kind of like thought for the whole community but it's Mm. it's I guess that pivotal time now that he's got the money and the platform to if he wants to learn or continue doing like uh promo events with Jeff Bezos and Katy Perry and just Mm. being a label man yeah yeah it's probably that's what I was thinking that it's kind of his first blunder that would have upset people like queer people and now I'm sort of thinking like I guess this is the moment for him to learn um yeah yeah I've definitely uh, appreciated those stories he's told about growing up and accepting himself so Mm. yeah yeah and he still is very young like he has a lot of time to grow and develop as a person like yeah exactly 100% yeah and I don't know if anyone else feels this way but just like the composition of the picture I thought was beautiful and like Mm. I guess I'd been seeing more trans men um like pregnancy content online lately so when I saw it I didn't have the like shock value that a lot of people had 
um like in yeah. the mainstream I was just mm-hmm. like that's a really pretty yeah. photo <laughs> like and I you know I didn't even um consider sorry if you can hear that lawnmower behind me I'm you know struggles of recording at home um <laughs> yeah I I guess it was like to me it you know in a better world it could have just celebrated trans men's pregnancy as well like rather than making a weird statement yeah mm. especially been some like content post the shoot uh that he's done with the uh the baby belly like prosthetic i guess or he's mm. like doing exercises with it on still and like i don't know his is playing into it, the, it being a joke more and more, which oh, right. again That's is fine. I think it's just like, yeah, I I don't think he's just potentially seeing all this criticism or like, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. not like to be like, let's cancel little Nasek. <laughs> like, yeah. but it's an interesting case and like to see how he goes from this as he does is what I'm yeah. curious about. I th- I think a lot of it, yeah, he needs to sort of look at like the reception to it and like just look, listen to like the listen to the valid voices in this, any turfs throw their opinions out the window. Um, but like, I I kind of wouldn't be surprised it was a bit of a case of like, if like he, because obviously he's done a, a lot of things that would outrage um, the classic Christian conservatives and everything. Cause like, I mean, we all saw the backlash to Montero from the music video from that, which honestly looking back on it, some of the backlash was kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me could also see it's like part of that celebration, but also just kind of like, because he, he he also gets a lot of that publicity from like how much he outrages them. Turns it into like um, promo points. Like the there's mm. like the opening scene of the, the Industry Baby music video was like the court case that was like a real court case over those like Satan shoes. And then that became um, the promo cycle leading into like his next big single. So he's, he's a genius when it comes to uh, like using social media and outrage culture, but it's like, this is a bit more of a genuine critique that's coming from people that I don't think he wants to be critiquing him. Or I'd imagine him not really wanting to be critiquing him compared to just like outwards, like homophobes. Mm, yeah. Like I, what I, like I kind of see it as that like he thought that part of the celebration, but also like, this is like what another, a great way of getting publicity out there because one, the photos are very pretty and there's like so much compliments out there for them, but it also is getting all that outrage that from the pe- it's from the people he initially was targeting being turfs and conservatives and all of them but it the problem with it is that he ha- it has also tapped into the people that he should be he shouldn't be going after and everything like it's like it's an issue that trans men still have to deal with the fact of like this isn't as accepted so like don't trivialize their ish- their struggles. And the other thing that's sort of come up this week is a bit more um, Buck Angel nonsense. So um, Buck Angel, uh, a little bit about him. So an American pornographic film actor, producer, sex educator, and motivational speaker is what Wikipedia lists him as. Um, he's also founded a media production company called Buck Angel Entertainment and I believe is a trans man. Am I right in that? Yeah. 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 Um, So uh, I guess he like causes a bit of trouble um, every now and then, like comes up as a bit of a controversial figure because um, starts like, you know, using bioessentialist like 
praises and things on Twitter and it like will always spark a little bit of a backlash, but I think people are getting tired of it, to be honest, because I see it less and less. Um, but just saying things like, uh, I was born biologically female and like really pushes that onto um, trans people that they also have to sort of see it that way. And it's really like, yikes, you know? <laughs> and I guess the other thing lately that's come up that has similar energy is um, Caitlyn Jenner, like advocating against abortion and like against, I think uh, one of the recent things was like trans girls being able to like compete in women's sports um, which was obviously disappointing for everyone, but not super unexpected. So I guess like wanted to just touch on that and ask everyone why like we think um, some trans people tell on themselves that way, I suppose. Like obviously like take taking my opinion here with a grain of salt because I am a cis woman. Like I am not trans, I'm not non-binary. Like I don't have the knowledge and experience that like like you guys have so it's very much like take what I say with a grain of salt but I can kind of see for a lot of people it's just like this need to be somewhat accepted by like that other crowd because it's like if you're saying the kind of rhetoric that they say they're more likely to accept you if that makes sense yeah like that proximity to power kind of thing yeah so it just kind mm-hmm. of seems like a lot of that and a bit of like internalized transphobia yeah, I think for these two figures especially, it's, like, the white people who, like, have a lot of money, so they obviously want to, like, maintain that, and they, I would guess, do that by, like, um, causing outrage and getting a lot of attention and um, getting, you know, like, I guess it's that populism thing where you just use ideas to, like, split people off and then you sort of have your hardcore supporters, Um on your side that you can kind of count on to always like bully other people on the internet or give you money (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah, definitely agree like I think like even though a lot of a lot of these celebrities are queer and trans it doesn't take away the fact that they're very wealthy and they're not always going to be doing what the best thing is for the wider community Mm. yeah and um exactly I guess it's like wanting to be um accepted by cisgender gay people as well I think is like a big thing for that generation like you know sort of 40 to 60 um I think those two are aged in so I think they like are trying to appeal to being accepted and maybe that's a little bit of like internalized transphobia or homophobia um if I'm kind of being nice and sympathetic (laughs) is that they probably like actually want to be accepted and this is like you know with all of the shame heaped on that generation maybe the way that they've found how even though it's um messed up yeah and i guess to to put a disclaimer like these are just like general assumptions uh for people alike buck Mm -hmm. it's not like we're not psychoanalyzing buck angel specifically here no (laughs) no it's more of a like why um, people um there's a there's a point to it like like um buck angel made kind of like first like big waves on twitter for for tweets about like transition journey i guess and Mm. um he like you know leans into this the the fact that he is so mask and the trans the transition works so well Mm. and it's like that um yeah to me that kind of it's cool to, to hear that but to to focus like the discussion on trans 
to that still kind of leans back to even like passing to me like really old guard kind of like problematic ideas of like trans and, and gender identity yeah definitely um and I guess like for us non-binary people it's pretty like yeah just a weird vibe especially considering how little like emphasis um a lot of our generation like puts on even medical transition um anymore I think like it's just a it's a good shift but it's it's really jarring because I think for me I want to look up to like trans elders and there are a lot of trans elders to look up to but um yeah these ones aren't it I guess (laughs) this ain't it yeah yeah um okay we might wrap it up there if no one's got any other points they'd like to make you're listening to loud and queer on sin Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin. You just listened to Narrative by Dan Tai. Um, I'm going to be jumping into our second free range topic now. I'm going into this segment. Um, just so you're aware, just sort of a content warning mentions of transphobia and just all around here will be the One Nation Party <laughs> being terrible. So um, just a content warning for that. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lucinda, you brought this one to uh, Loud and Queer this week. Um, what are the updates and why did you want to talk about it? Yeah, so um, well, one reason I want to talk about it is because I grew up in New South Wales, but I also think it's um, important um, for all of Australia. Um, so the One Nation Party, um, particularly Mark Latham, has put, I think put last year, put um, a bill in which would change um, the education, New South Wales education. The bill is called the um, Parental Rights Bill, which would um, make an amendment to the 1990 Education Act. And ultimately would mean that like children, like trans kids wouldn't be able to safely come out um, at school. Yeah, um, teachers would get in trouble for teaching about sexuality and gender, particularly gender. Parents would have the ability to pull their kids out of classes if they were teaching about anything morally or politically that they didn't agree with. So that could be just teaching about gender as a social construct, for instance. Mm. Um, And it was, yeah, it's pretty shocking. So this is in um, the New South Wales state government. Um, and it was just recently endorsed by the Parliament Education Committee, which is headed by Mark Latham. Um, I yeah, guess... and so there's a lot of support from the Christian lobby as well. Right, yeah. There were, yeah. <laughs> um, so Liz and I have yeah. discussed a bit about um, our experiences growing up um so I grew up in WA and Liz grew up in Victoria um Sammy you're from the Northern Territory Mm -hmm. and Lucinda you're from New South Wales what were your experiences like when you were um I guess in health ed or whatever did you hear much about gender or sexuality uh no I didn't well I um um no so I um went to state school in New South Wales for all of primary school and I yeah I don't remember ever it ever coming up in any classes actually um mm. yeah yeah Sammy what about you was it very comprehensive yeah. or mentioned at all no <laughs> I, mean, I mean my school my school couldn't even like competently cover the cis the cis health ed stuff you know yeah right <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, Liz went to a catholic school which is probably mm. all the explanation you need and <laughs> I went to a fairly progressive um uh, public primary <laughs> school which was quite um 
quite good at explaining like the, you know, biological things that will happen to you as you grow up. And then my high school was terrible at it, but you didn't like get, Mm. um, you didn't actually get like any, you know, gay was okay, but you like, there was no discussion of gender. There was no talk of like, um, queer sex or anything so yeah I think I just wanted to kind of put that landscape out there so that you know we've got a pretty broad scope I suppose of um like on this show right now so um yeah just to start that off um so kind of to paint a picture of why it's important to actually have um queer and trans like education and health education um and I think it's pretty important to all of us I imagine that that would have been discussed back when we were in high school and now obviously Mm. if this bill goes through it won't be um so what kind of implications do you think that would have in New South Wales Lucinda um I think it'd be huge and I think um it would make schools even less safe for queer and trans children and also teachers as well um because teachers could get in trouble for like just talking about gender which is really intense um yeah, yeah I also think it yeah sorry uh, sorry I just wanted to back up that really quickly with like the yeah it's like outlined that prohibit mm. schools from teaching the trans and gender diverse people exist and prohibit school counselors from affirming a trans or gender diverse student or providing them with support or referrals mm. so it's like you can get in yeah. trouble for for referring someone to like a queer youth <laughs> support group mm. yeah yeah so um I have just been actually, this reminds me of something, um, hopefully this isn't too off topic, but I've been reading The Transgender Issue by Sean Fay. It's like an argument for, um, you know, liberating everyone. Like if you liberate trans people, you liberate everyone is kind of the um, the tagline of that book. And it's just come out mm. last week. Um, and they had the same thing in the 80s and 90s in the UK was that, um, like those exact things it's it's like deja vu for me right now hearing that um but yeah the um mm. she mentions and I wish I had the passage with me right now but she mentions that um even in the 2000s when she was at school the jokes that the older teachers would tell and the way they would deride queer people because they had spent a whole generation not ever you know, being able to actually be sympathetic um, meant that, you know, even the teachers that were there, you know, Mm. and allowed to talk about it um, when that was repealed, they were really, really insensitive and did not know how to handle queer kids at the school. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know, I guess that's like one of the implications, like if you don't even have sex ed and then you make it impossible to even talk about your experiences that's pretty horrible isn't it <laughs> pretty pretty crappy um place like yeah, way to grow is. up yeah um is there sort of where is the bill up to at the moment do you know um well I just know that I think it's going to be wrapped up soon so um the um, Equality Australia has like um, an email action you can do on their website which is um called ignorance and education bill um which you can like easily um sign um and to email all the politicians that are like um would be um passing the bill so Mm. yeah I think um it'd be really great if people can get on that even if you're not in New South Wales yeah does it have much support 
Um, yeah, I, there's, it's not like a petition where you can see how many people have signed it because it's an email action, but I think it, mm. it does have quite a bit of support because I've been seeing it. Um, mm. Yeah, and in terms of um, recently. at the like at Parliament, do you know how many like parties or um, MPs are supporting it? Um, I was just trying to work this out, actually. Um, I know definitely the Liberals and the Nationals and um, the One Nation Party are supporting it, but I'm unsure of where um, Labour is, so I should get probably research that because mm. um, that would probably think, be deciding. I think earlier in this year we did do a bit of an update about this as well uh, when it was still moving through parliament more so or there had been some kind of update so mm. uh there is an episode in our podcast somewhere where we talk about this and uh some some liberal and labor senators like statements on it in the moment but yeah i also mm-hmm. cannot remember any of that <laughs> right now yeah was, i guess it's just kind of reminding honestly like thinking back on like another episode i cannot remember the name of the person that it was but we were talking about um that the one woman who you know who worked at that think tank and she was like you know lobbying to get her job back after she was mm-hmm. fired for UK, saying yeah yeah mm-hmm. for saying all those trans all that transphobic stuff and gender like, gender critical or gender critic gender yeah. criticism mm-hmm. um like and it's just the, like the same the same my same thing is like it's the same sort of issue there as it is and everything it's just like you were just advocating for more discrimination for more like people just to feel unsafe in like environments where they should be feel they should feel safe like you sh- you sh- like obviously school like mm. not everyone has a great time at school but you should feel at least safe to like like come out like and be proud of your identity or like happy when you can consult in and and learn and understand it rather than mm. just like being told like being immediately pulled out of the class because your parents don't disagree with it or knowing you can't tell anyone because you don't want your teachers or the counselor to get in trouble if they try and help you like Mm. it's I said it in that in that one episode and Mm. I'm just going to say it again if like if if it doesn't pertain to you it's none of your fucking business just stay out of people's lives like Mm, absolutely not hurting you like Like, no like making um schools safer for like trans and queer kids isn't hurting anybody that's that's protecting people that's saving lives and yeah what this bill would would do would yeah would be really harmful yeah because being able to affirm your name or pronouns um when you're a young kid obviously like because they have more limited options on um medical transition if that's something they want to do that reduces the likelihood of suicide by so much um and absolutely yeah it it, you're right it would be life-saving um yeah so I think you know the fact that like teachers would be forced to use a kid's dead name um is pretty horrible as well Mm yeah yeah or the wrong pronouns or yeah um yeah and and schools are like weirdly gendered a lot of the time as well like there's just like Mm. groups that are gendered that are unnecessary so I yeah Mm. I struggle to you know this was gonna put the state back absolutely I mean how I went to an I I went technically to an all-girls catholic school and I knew plenty of people at the school that were definitely not girls so yeah exactly Mm. exactly Mm. Um, that's really hard for people 
yeah, it's, it's not a good time because you just like, you, you live in a constant state of dysphoria. Like, and that's no, mm. like, I'm sure like you guys can, can, can attain to that. Like, that's no fun at all. Like, that's, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So write to your MPs um, if you're in New South Wales and even if you're not, uh, write to your federal MPs or whoever you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, might read out the thingers, <laughs> the helplines. If anyone's got Different anything else to say, yeah. Um, I'll just say really quick, definitely sign that uh, action network petition and also if you uh, go to equality australia's website uh, who are the ones running the petition on an action network you can go and they have like a little emailing web page where you put in your your name your postal code and you can like write a a customize a template from them to send out about all of this so if you just google equality australia parental rights it'll probably come up as a stop one nation's ignorance and education bill so yeah petition and a little email yeah, action with the template i did it yesterday and it takes a second cool yeah. yeah um and i thought i'd also mention um acon a-c-o-n um is a queer advocacy sort of group um and they do a lot of just information sharing as well um and they're new south wales based so and i think they have a youth focus so that's one that i know of of new south wales kids Yeah, um, cool. And also you can talk to QLife. They have an online chat as well as a a, um, a call line. So it's 1-800-184-527 or you can call Lifeline at 13114 or Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800. Want more Loud and Queer? Follow our socials at SinLoud on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we're going to have Froth or Not now, change things up to a lighter note. So, um, Lucinda, I'll um, get you to go first as our guest host. What have you been frothing this week? Um, this week, I feel like I haven't um, been uh, watching or um, seeing much media recently. I've been pretty busy. But um, just on a positive note, I've um, recently been with my other housemate going on nice walks in the nice spring weather and um, mm. visiting all the wildflower um, patches because my um, housemate's really into gardening, um, which has been super lovely. Um, yeah, and I think you might be talking about the new Matrix um, trailer um, in a bit, so I won't talk about that. But um, I am quite excited for that as well. Yeah, well, um, I'd love to hear your first impressions of it. Yeah, um, well, I feel like it was like only a teaser trailer, so it didn't give very much away. But um, mm. it looks like lots of action and um, lots of Keanu Reeves, so I'm yeah, I'm excited. I thought it was mm. good. Yeah. <laughs> the other day, my partner said something like, "It's so cool seeing Keanu Reeves go from like the most like plain toast man ever to like." this like old <laughs> Jesus dude and I thought that was a perfect encapsulation because like Keanu's always really been cool accurate. yeah yeah but he's like gotten cooler with age so but yeah I'm very excited and it's um I think I believe the first Matrix since the Wachowski sisters both came out as trans um someone correct me if I'm wrong but that might like I guess open the movie up to have more of a like canon trans storyline which um uh, something i appreciate th- about the matrix is that it's like quite obvious once you know that it's about being trans but like otherwise 
like the metaphor is so solid that you don't have to mention it. So like, I wouldn't be upset if they didn't make it like super explicit because we all know anyway um, in Resurrection. But like, yeah, just mm. an interesting thing that may or may not come up. Does anyone else have any yeah. thoughts about it or should I move on? <laughs> I hope it really pisses off like people that are obsessed with like red pilling or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> Definitely. Weird misogynist guys. I hope there's lots yeah. and lots and lots of uh, great stuff. Like, like even in the trailer, there's like a shot of Neil Patrick Harris talking about like tr- like um, uh, Neo's triggers, and it's like in a psych context, so it's not like oh you're triggered. Like it's actually just earnestly using it, and that's that that mm. in and of itself would piss those guys off. Like, true. I just already love it. Mm. Yeah, I I like. I'm keen to see more trans elements or like, yeah, canon elements but it doesn't have to be like, you know, like I'm just tired of sort of coming out narratives that are just like dramas and how it affects like family members or. Yeah. And then uh, like even outside of just the matrix being like a cool sci-fi franchise, I guess, or action franchise, uh, it's just great to have like trans women producing huge budget films like this. Yeah. Yeah. I love Mm. it. You know, it's, it's a pretty uh, conventional Hollywood cast, but the fact that it's like more diverse behind the camera is uh, is pretty cool. Yeah, it changes the um the like literal lens you're seeing it through. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's not like she's produ- she's uh, directing. I haven't actually seen the director's credits, but like she's a producer. Like that's a it's a lot more creative control than trans people would probably be used to in Hollywood. Yeah, really definitely. Cool. Again, yeah. Um. Liz, how about you? Ooh, uh, God, I haven't had too many, like, honestly, like, not too much froth. Like, again, like, Minus the Matrix trailer, which is just, like, so exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. Like, hasn't been too much other than, like, me just working, you know, at uni and stuff like that. Mm. All that fun stuff. Like, uh, yeah, there's not not too much going on for me right now, admittedly. Like, Mm. just, like, I'm trying to think of what else to say because I'm just, yeah, there's just not too much going on right now, like, other than, like, resting up from, like, first dose of the vaccine and everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, that's that's exciting. Are you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm feeling fine. You know, like, mm. the, like my arm feels a little weird sometimes, but otherwise, like, it's fine. Like, I won't go into it too much just because I know people, some people don't like talking about needles and everything, but, like, yeah, it was completely fine, so... Yeah, yeah cool. I'm glad the first one's done. Looking forward to the second one. Sweet. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Sammy, how about you? I've been the same. Nuts, not, nuts. not too much, <laughs> not too much media frothing this week. Mm. Uh, I guess shout anything. out. To, yeah, shout outs to Katie Baker, a Darwin artist. I've loved this person for a long time, oh, uh, and she's not. She's not queer, but she, I don't know of, I guess, but she's not queer, but she put out a really cool music video and a new song called Mellow. It's very fun. Definitely check out just all of the the Settle Down crew doing stuff in Dawn right now. Yeah. Also, one thing I was checking out earlier this week was Just just Equal and Q News put together a, a bit of a brochure that's kind of um, uh, addressed to federal MPs, uh, like outlining the the issues with the religious freedom bill which is uh you know mm-hmm. we talked about the the 
education amendments earlier on in the show. The Religious Freedom Bill is another big national legislative attack on queer people, I would say. And uh, yeah, so definitely check out Q News's website uh, and you can download this 12-page little brochure. If you're not familiar with what's going on with that, I think it's a pretty great introduction to it all, especially um, because, to quote from this Q News article, uh, commentators expect Attorney General Michaela Cash to present a redrafted bill to the parliament in the near future, as we're talking about at the top of the show. So yeah, definitely check out that brochure because uh, I... Um, it's a lot, there's a lot of noise around this new story. So to have like a 12 page little glossary that's well, that's nicely presented kind of covering the key risks with it is, is really nice. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. It's good to hear that. Um, like I, I really appreciate the work Q News does and um, think that it's great that we have like an Australian online um, focus, like, LGBTQ plus news site um, and we get a lot of our our headlines from there obviously so yeah really cool to have them cover that stuff and be able to go so in depth because a lot of newsrooms are obviously pretty um, under under resourced so yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I've been frothing this week I've got too many things um, sorry everyone I'm just just like no that's under, a good I'm thing bas- was... I'm basking in the glow um <laughs> uh, I had a please I had a bit of <laughs> thank you um I had a bit of spare cash this week so I could finally um buy some prints off this trans um artist I follow in the UK um and he makes a lot of like yeah prints um sculpture candles um tote bags t-shirts I think you know like just a cool little Etsy store. Um, so I've got two prints coming and they're like um, sort of trans bodies in the style of like Renaissance sculptures, if that explains it well. Um, yeah, they're just like these nice drawings that I'm going to like hang in my room and be like, yeah, vibes. We love, oh, we love trans bodies. Nice. So yeah, just a little celebration um, of that and supporting a trans artist and I'm just excited and also I finally like got out and did some field recording this week and that's been really really cool so hopefully I'll make something of that soon yay (laughs) just put a field recording up online (laughs) did you yeah what kind it was just of a uh like pine tree plantation. Um, I'd recorded it for a sound design project and then I was just uh, going through my random files and I was like, oh, it's not too bad. But yeah, check it out. Sammy Perry on SoundCloud, just pine tree atmos. Mm, Very cool. Welcome back to Loud and Quick. JC, just today on the show, we had obviously, you just had our froth or not. We had just a talk on the education bills in New South Wales, the the education amendment bills in New South Wales. We talked about like the issues of trans people on social media and just some of the things you have to put up with and obviously our news whip. Um, If you want to get in contact with us about anything we talked about on the show today, you can reach out to our socials at on Instagram and Twitter at SynLoud. That's at S-Y-N Loud or Loud and Queer on Facebook. Yeah. And if you are listening to the podcast right now, you can catch us at 90.7 FM on Sundays at 3 p.m. to listen live or the Syn website, syn.org.au. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 
can listen back to all the music we've played on the show on our Spotify playlist, The Loud and Queer Mixtape 2021. It's getting pretty big at this point because it's got all the music we've played on the show for the whole year, but it's pretty good. And uh, before we talk about what's coming up on next week, big thank you to a special guest host this episode, Lucinda. Oh, thank you yeah. so much for having me. It's been really fun. Thank you for coming. Great talking to you. It was awesome. Yeah, of course. And yeah, um, definitely check out the Adirt Radio archives uh, for episodes Lucinda's done and just get in, listen to Dirt Radio and 3CR <laughs> in general. It's a great community station. For sure. <laughs> Is there anything else we should, um, you'd like to um, promote Lucinda? Like, I don't know if you um, want to not, a, not, off the, um, not off the top of my head, no. But um, no. thanks for asking. No drama. Yeah, so um, next week we'll have an interview with yeah. Desire Maria and um, if you want to, us to cover any particular topics, um, just hit us up at Sin Loud. Keep tuning in to Loud and Queer. Yeah, and Thanks breaking. for tuning in this week. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.